Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know. I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, friends. So the year is wrapping up. Just a couple days left of 2022, as we said, into 2023. And so today we're going to talk about how the busy season went and how to wrap it up. So I'm Jacqueline, and hello, my friend, Mina. Hello, hello, and goodbye. Goodbye. 2022. <laughs> See ya. Good riddance or it's been delightful. We don't know which one yet. <laughs> um, Mina and I are actually together recording a few podcast episodes. So if it sounds different, if we act different, this is what it's like well, to record looking at each other in person. It is um, a different microphone, too. This is not my favorite microphone. We don't need to get into all the details. We're not going to talk about the sound. I'm saying <laughs> um, when we first met, Mina and I boxered each other for so long. And then we first met, it was really hard to look at each other in the eyes. Mm-hmm. We couldn't actually talk eye to eye. Now, I guess we are avoiding eye contact. Well, I know about void. Now I'm staring you down. (laughs) It's like all eye contact, no (laughs) blinking at this point. (laughs) I'm like, look at me. Anyway, so we're recording together. Um, It's been a fun year. Has it? You haven't had fun? (laughs) It's been a fun but challenging year. True. Yet another challenging year. And I think that everybody can say that in their own way. You say that and I take a big exhale. It's so funny because it's like you you just gloss right over it. <laughs> that's like, you know, that's my trauma response. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's been a great year. Well, like, see you later. You know, um, meanwhile, I'm just like, oh, it's been a challenging year. A lot it's of been a year. development, uh, personal development, team development. Where we started is not where we're ending. It's been a good overall year, mm-hmm. I would say. 
But that doesn't mean that it was easy. No. Do you remember a recent easy year? No. I mean, I've blacked them all out at this point. (laughs) I mean, just to get through. (laughs) It's true. All right, I take it back. It's been been horrible. No, No, it hasn't been horrible. It's been challenging. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think that we all feel that way because, you know, since the pandemic, it's been one challenging year after the next. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's been horrible or, or and it doesn't mean it's been great it's just been a year work. yeah it's been a year it's been a year every year but I every year is a year every year <laughs> is another year it's been a year do you remember i don't know if we talked about this last year like when it was 2021 to 2022 but do you remember somebody purposely sent us a message on instagram and it was our 2020 new year's episode oh god and we were like it's gonna be the best and they were like remember ladies and we're like well what are we like we can't predict the future and on top of it i would much rather go in being like dreamy Mm -hmm. and drinking or drinking yeah too drinking You're like <laughs> dreaming. I meant dreaming big and visioning, and somehow it came out of my mouth as drinking. Um, you but, might have to drink to get yeah. through it. <laughs> uh, but I would much rather go in feeling hopeful and the possibilities yeah. of the new year versus feeling like this is, I'm going to bear down for another hard year. Yeah. You know, and here's the deal we know that it's been hard. Like a yeah. lot of our students, I mean, so many of our students thrive, and we see that and we see their wins. But then we also know, like, with the you know, what? I, who knows if we're in a recession, not in a recession. The conversation just yeah. keeps going. Um, and Even then, the people that are thriving, though, have had challenges. You know, yeah. like, for, for example, I would say that we've had a great year, but it's come with challenges because even though we've grown in every... The, the more you grow, the more you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So it should feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? And I think, and so like we, we see success, but we also know there's a lot of people struggling right yeah, now. Yeah, you for know? sure. Um a lot of things shift and change and we're exhausted and and there's people who there's people within our community that, you know, are struggling with their brick and mortars. Or, um, I know some people that we've talked to like their online sales are down, but their Uh in-person are up. And I think that's like such a valuable thing to know. One, it's business, you know, revenue goes up and down, Yeah, but also it's seasons, you know, like everybody has, I think of it kind of like as marriage, right? There's hard seasons or in business, there's hard seasons or hard years or hard months, but that's with every business. Yeah. And things pass. I mean, recessions pass, pass, inflation, you know, comes down, um, pandemics end or just, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard that saying, I mean, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, getting out of the pandemic, I, I don't think any of us, I'm still kind of in shock that we even lived through a pandemic. Yeah. And the question mark is what's, what is happening in the world? But you know, yeah. like the thing is, is that we've just, there's been a lot of things. And so I think, I think, where's it going with this whole concept? Um, it's challenging. We want you to put one foot in front of the other. Um, yeah. When you play big, you're going to lose big sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, um, but but you're playing big. Each and every one of you. I don't care if you've never made a single dollar in your business or you've made $10 million in your business. Like wherever you are between those or past those, it doesn't matter because the thing is, is that you've, you're, you're courageous. You've created a business. You've taken a risk. Starting a business is risky. It is risky. But the thing is, we all did it for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. We have one life to live. And I feel really, you know, like for me, I don't like I think risk has a uh, has a um, 
has a bad connotation to it. Like mm. you shouldn't be risky or you're you're frivolous or you're irresponsible or whatever. Rest. I mean, some people, but then we're like, oh, they're adrenaline junkies or right. whatever, you know. But I think that, you know, as an entrepreneur, you are taking risks. But at the same time, um, I think that it's very clear that we all have one life to live. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want you all to think about that in your own version that, you know, what does risk mean to you? And I would it's like how you used to say, like, if you're going to look back at regrets, like I would hate to look back at regret. Well, it's know? like looking back at what you didn't do. Yeah. You know, yeah. the things that you didn't do because you were scared or you were trying you were keeping yourself small. Yeah. Um, I would say risk is, you know, it's risky to jump off of a bridge. Yeah. With a bungee cord, but I'd rather jump off with a bungee cord than nothing. (laughs) So, Uh, yeah, two different types of risks. Finding this bungee cord analogy unrelatable. (laughs) No, go out with something. But what we wanted to really talk about right now is sort of like as the year is wrapping up, and whenever you listen to this, you know, whether it's the beginning of the year. you know, it's, or, or really any season, you can come back to this. When you go through busy seasons, and Mina's always been this, the, I'll probably have you talk about this because you're really, this is a really strong point for you and what you really work well doing, um, is that we audit, we audit. Yeah. We audit launches, we audit promotions, we audit the reaction to new, new products dropped. Um, we audit how months are, whether they're good months, bad months, mm-hmm. slow months, busy months. Uh, slow seasons. And then also the th- idea right now is that we're closing out quarter four. It is typically most likely your busy season. Some people it's not, but it is a busy season. Customers have their wallets out. So let's talk a little bit about questions that our listeners can ask themselves as they're thinking about how to wrap up this season. Yeah. I think that, you know, for all of you that are thinking about this audit, for example, I never used to, I used to do this innately and never used to call it an audit, Mm. you know? And I think that for me, because I think about my life in seasons and how I want to like live my life and organize it, I've always been good at tracking milestones or tracking like how I feel or or that sort of thing. Or like, I, I feel like, oh, I'm going into a different season. It wasn't until we started the product boss that I was like, this is actually like a using that word audit, mm. you know? So for all of you, um, you know, as you go through the busy season, it really is just reading your barometer, checking in with yourself, you know, um, setting the milestones so you don't forget about them. Um, so a question would be like, during this time, what went well and what felt great, you know? So like in this busy season, you get so wrapped up in it that you forget a lot of the things. So what, like if you went through Black Friday and you had some promotions, write it down and and see, okay, this worked well and this is worth me repeating or refining for next year. And then you can go as far as even to put it into your 2023 calendar, mm-hmm. you know, like, get out that Gmail calendar and be like, ooh, uh, December 1st, or December 1st, I did a, um, I don't know, like a flash flash sale or something like that. And I liked it and it, I got however many sales and here was what the offer was. And I sold this many units and it felt really easy. And I would, I feel like in this moment, I would do this again. And then that way it pops up on your calendar 
and it can just get out of your brain. Yeah. You know? A good example, and you might have heard me talk about this before. Before Mina and I were business partners and just friends, she was my biz bestie. We mm-hmm. used to call ourselves that. Yeah. And you know what's so funny is that my daughter, Layla, she, I didn't tell you this, but she started her own art shop. Uh-huh. And she was like, That's and cool. Macy, Jimmy's daughter, also sells um, like braided bracelets. And she's like, you know, Macy and I could be biz buddies. <gasps> and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, that's another way of saying, I don't think we've ever said biz buddies. Well, I don't know that you and I refer to each other as buddies. <laughs> so cute, though. So cute. <laughs> For kids. <laughs> so when I was Jacqueline's yeah. biz bestie slash biz buddy. Buddies. <laughs> this is what, what I did. <laughs> so this is what she did. So um, with my consulting business, December was not the month that customers wanted to sign up and like say, hey, I'm starting a clothing line this month, right? They were, a lot of people start new businesses in January or they think Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to take my hobby and I'm going to go full time in January. And so every, I would always sign new clients monthly and December's would get real slow. And by real slow, I mean, people weren't, you know, submitting applications to work with me, things like that. And I'd freak out. I mean, it goes, this is the point that you've known me for two Decembers. Uh-huh. And you're like, hey, remember last December when we had this exact conversation? I was like, we did? And you're like, yeah. Last year, you freaked out about the exact same thing that you're freaking about this month. She's like, so maybe you should put in your calendar. Decembers are slow. <laughs> I was like, that is such an incredible concept. Because again, remember my response to this year, how it's been great? Block things out. I mean, sheer blackout and (laughs) literal, like, just lump it up and just discard that any memory of anything that happened. There's no need to hold on to the past, Mina. (laughs) Just kidding. I should not recollect any milestone (laughs) or anything. But I also think, depending on how our brains work, a lot of us hold on to negative more than we hold on to positive. Oh, yeah. Everybody does. You know. So I think, I think to Mina's point, what we want you to do right now when you're reflecting on, let's call it Q4, October, November, December, what worked and what didn't work, right? So what worked for you? What promotion did you offer that worked? It doesn't mean that next year you have to come up with a whole new promotion. If your bestseller bundle promotion worked this year, um, hot tip, do it again next year. Yeah. If, you know, you can even use the same emails. You can say, use the same promotions. You might need to tweak the coupon code if you had a discount. If it was, you know, um, Xmas 2022, obviously change it to 2023. She's talking about the code. <laughs> yeah. Code. So, you know, and, and um, example, Greg, for example, out of Lodestone Candles, we've worked with him for several years now. So we have like history of tracking what he did. Yeah. And I remember, um, I remember in 2020, he was the very first time he ever sent out emails. Yeah. And he sent them out on Black Friday, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. And he said he had more sales on that Friday than he expected for the whole weekend from sending emails. So then last year, he was like, oh, wow, emails work. Uh And then last year, he decided to do two promotional sales, one that was like earlier in the month and then one that was Black Friday, right? Mm -hmm. Because he he remembered emails work. He didn't like show up the next year and say, well, I'll let my customers know. Right. So he, he did two promotions and he sent out a lot of emails and he had more sales. Yeah. And then this year, he didn't have time to do the earlier sale and felt kind of bad about it. Yeah, like, beat well, himself up because yeah. he was like, that works so well. Jack and Mina always say, repeat it, but I miss the time period. He's busy. He had yeah. lots of and, stuff to do. Which is fine, which some people would be like, oh, now I'm just not going to do anything. Well, if anything, he doubled down 
on Black Friday weekend and made the most money that he's ever made. Ever made. And you want to know how many emails he sent? Just for In everybody out there. You want to hold on to this one? Because how many days was there? Black Friday. There was Friday, uh-huh. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. He sent five emails a day. Per day. Per day. All of you were like cringing. People yeah. are like going under the their tables. The thing is though, that's the thing when we mind shift some people is that it they cringe at first, mm-hmm. but you get in the practice of it and you kind of chip away your own mindset. For him, he would initially be like, ooh, that was too many. And then he did it one time. And then now it's like five and he's like, oh, now that I'm in the practice of it, it you know, I am okay with it. Right. And it actually made me the most amount of money ever made. Ever. And sure, some people unsubscribe doesn't have a very, very, very big list. I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's more than a lot of people, but it's not that many. And he didn't care that people unsubscribe because he said, you know, by sending these five emails a day, I was just hitting people at different times when they were in their inbox. Yeah. And they didn't know that he was sending out that many. So, you know, I think that sometimes people think that they, they assume that people have this magic number of, oh, I'm only willing to get three emails from this person or something. I think it would be fun if you all went back to your unread emails, unless you're people that are not like us and you actually delete your emails. But if you don't delete your emails, you're like me and I, we have like 7,000 unread emails. 7,000 is more like 27,000. Oh, I've deleted about 20,000 more than (laughs) you. So like if you go and look at that, Pick a day. Pick a Black Friday day. Pick a brand that you know emails you. Go count how many emails they sent you. Go look at Gap or Anthropology or Aveda or some Macy's even and go see how many emails you got that weekend and then try and remember if you knew that they sent you that many emails. Yeah. Also, I I, want to have this other lesson because Greg is one of my favorite people to work with because he's so coachable and he will take action because of it. And one of the things that he ended up doing, so 2020, like you said, he um, started sending out emails, 2021, he actually spent a lot of time on those emails, Mm -hmm. you know, because he was sending out more. And then, um, and then by 2022, this year, he forgot about the work that he had put in refining those emails like that we had said, he thought that he had already missed the boat. He has to go back to square one and go back to reinventing those like emails. Like rewriting again. a bunch of emails. Yes. And he had already put in the time. So we were like, hey, just rerun those same emails. You know, make the dates fit whatever it ends up being. You're 90% of the way there. Like, don't reinvent the wheel here. And that's what he ended up doing. I think that that's really um, something to take note of because you can. When you have it in your calendar, just go back. Like, there's nobody that remembers, you know, 2021 email from anybody, you know? No, only you do. Only you I, do I don't your... even think that we remember. Well, we send a lot of emails. But I don't remember <laughs> any emails that I've sent even a month ago. Okay. It's December, and it's the busiest time of year for pretty much everybody, but especially for product bosses. Yes, it is. Between all the promotions, the making and shipping, the end of your business tasks, and all of the non-negotiables with your loved ones during the holiday season, it can feel like there's too much going on. We understand that you're trying to squeeze those 48 hours of work into the 24 hours you're given each day. Our best advice, figure out the non-negotiables and let the rest go for your life and your business. 
That's why we recommend HubSpot because it's a business tool that integrates all of your data into one place so you can see what's working best in your life and in your marketing, sales, and customer service and relationships. It's amazing how much time and mental energy you can save by having all the right tools to make your life easier and more streamlined. HubSpot is like having a huge dashboard full of all the information you need across your entire business, ready for you to dig into the moment when you need it. It's easy to customize for your business and can help you get your work done faster and more easily, giving you more time and money for the things that matter most. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. So I think that for all of us, we we know perhaps. Yeah. But even then, maybe not. And and you're saying that, but you don't even remember I, the I don't year. Even read our emails. <laughs> you don't <laughs> even remember anything. That's, that's why I said that. Yeah. Because I did nothing. No. Okay. So we talked about what to audit, which is good, right? Look yeah. back at the good things. We also want you to audit and look back and ask yourself what went well and also say, like, what were some of my wins? I think I want you to also look at what were some of my wins. Even if it's I made the same amount of money as I did last year, but I wasn't selling masks, right? Like something like that. You know, find the small wins. Or I listened to Jacqueline and Mina and I bought the pie and I didn't make the pie and I Mm -hmm. had a much easier weekend. Yeah. Um, We had one of our masterminders, Melissa, and she said – she actually told us that what she decided to do this year, which was different, was she got all of the food out. She sells, you know, uh, pie crusts and baked goods mm-hmm. that people would use at Thanksgiving. She got it all out and on Black Friday, um, that Cyber Weekend. Instead, she ran gift card sales on the mm-hmm. Monday so she didn't have to put any pressure on her bakers or her team, but she could still make money and yeah. have a promotion. And on for that all day. of you, that podcast episode, we just aired that one. So go back and do that because the gift card. Yeah, the gift card one. Um, it's because it's the one that's titled something about like you don't have to ship more or make more. Um, but I think also, for Greg, let's just carry this through. His win is that he was able to still make a ton of money and still he he did it anyways, right? right? So he was able to, like, he could have just beat himself up about not doing it perfectly, but his win is that he moved forward and still was able to make the most amount of money that he did. Right. Right. So auditing this and asking yourself what went well, what went well is that he didn't beat himself up and he just moved forward. Yeah. Right. Now, the other thing we want to say is what didn't work for you? What didn't go well? Yeah. Right. It could be that um, maybe you sold earlier this year, this year than you should have, or Maybe, you know, you decided to create a whole bunch of products and nobody bought them and they Uh only bought your bestseller. I think one of them would be like, there's a few people that um, have done so well at in-person markets and other people that are like, I actually did this in-person market and know that that is in my audience and um, realize that they wouldn't do it again. So that was really great too, because it's like, okay, they broke even or they're like, oh, you know what? That actually isn't my um, customer that's at that location. Yes. Like I got a message from somebody that we work with that said they went to Renegade Craft Fair Mm -hmm. and it really didn't work for the product they had. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Actually, Valerie of Brennan um, Candle Co., she did really well at Renegade. Exactly. 
So, so we know that these shows do well for people, but uh-huh. this particular person, it didn't go well. Does it mean that this particular person doesn't go back to Renegade? No. The, another thing they might do is say, well, what would I do differently? Yeah. Maybe it's a better booth setup. Maybe it's, um, maybe I was in the wrong area. Maybe who knows what it is. So it's that auditing component yeah. of it, um, to say like what worked, what didn't work. We also want you to look at your, the way you feel like, is it a, Mina and I, when we audit busy seasons, uh, we also audit our personal busy seasons. Obviously, the holidays are super busy. Yeah. Um, one of the times that we could talk to you about that's really specifically what? Well, we shut down for the last two years of uh, the last two weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. We because obviously it's heavy family time and you product bosses need a break. But also, like in May, we always realize May with our kids is so busy. There's like class parties, there's mm-hmm. end of year, end of the year wrap trips, up. wrap ups, there's graduations, there's all this stuff. And so what we know is like that is not an ideal month for us to travel or plan launches. Right, right. Right. So think about that too for you. Like if you if your birthday is in December and it's Christmas or it's Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate, um, or you go to your family's house every whatever, then you want to plan around that because sometimes we 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 work against like what would come natural. Like we mm-hmm. work so hard against, you know, the timing of the year or something that's personal. So I think to look at that too and say, how did I feel? Did I like the hustle? Obviously we know there's a busy time that you all are going to put in that time. Yeah. But how about you? Like here's here's an example. Some of our students might be new and they might have a product and they might be like, Q4 was not my season. Little mm-hmm. labels, Q4 is not your season. Right. 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 And so like they might be beating themselves up that they didn't sell a bunch of school labels yeah. But it's not their season. Yeah. And I think that that is like, we, that's what we like to work with, with our, our, with our students, right? It's like they, you have your best seller, but you also have your best months. Yeah. And what do you do in your slow months? You ramp up for your best months. Yeah. So for me, I don't spiral out because I know that December, I'm not going to sell a lot, but I certainly know that my best selling months are August and September. So you know, I will, I ramp up to that. I'll keep better track of things. You know, it happens to also be like breastfeeding week in August. So, um, I participated in giveaways during that time, things like that, that make it a a really like when, when the busy season hits in August, then I'm just showing up and doing the work. Mm -hmm. Right. Because all the strategy was well planned out. All the emails maybe were planned ahead or whatever ends up being. And it makes it easier for me to make more money in my busy seasons. Mm -hmm. I think for all of you, like to discover what your best sellers are, your best months and just, you know, your best way of, um, functioning in the business, you know, like for example, Let's say you discover that most of your customers are at in-person markets, okay? Um, Well, is that your best way that you sell to people? Because we do actually discover that even though a major part of our um, um, audience and our community is introverts, they actually sell really great in-person markets because they get that instant feedback and the instant engagement from like one or two people, let's just say, that are in their booth and they're fine with like small group, you know, one-on-one um, selling. And so I want all of you to really gauge like, what is my best form of like my best superpower or whatever? Like, how did it make me feel? And 
what is the best platform? In this case, I gave the example of in-person markets. What are my best months? I gave the example of low labels being August and September. And what are my best sellers? Well, Animal Friends baby bottle labels. And then that just gets you so much closer to enjoying your business and it reaping the, you know, 80% of revenue from 20% of your products. And it just feels easier. And I I like that you brought up bestsellers because, you know, we all, this is what we truly believe in is... Also, look at your bestseller in the season. Yeah. So audit this season and say, you know, if let's go back. It to, will change for yeah. sure. Let's go back to, um, or we could talk about Claire's um, uh, Sully and Son. Yeah. She's got beautiful handbags and beautiful jewelry. And um, it's very resort-like. It's kind uh-huh. of like you're going to go on vacation to somewhere tropical. Now, most of us would look at that and say, that doesn't really make sense in the fall. Like, people are going into dark colors. Maybe they're wearing leather bags. You know, they're not going in these cute, like, beachy, beautiful bags. But people are going out. They're going on vacations. Yeah. They're going to the tropics and the the snowbirds. And so she might say, and then she came out with these, like, really pretty jewel tones, like a darker green and, like, Mm -hmm. a richer pink. And she might say, like, jewel tones did really well this season. Mm -hmm. And this size bag did really well. Because what we don't want you to do is get to that this season next year and forget everything that worked. Yeah. And you forget the best sellers that worked and you think that you have to reinvent something again. You know, um, going back to Greg, Greg knows the scents that sold really well last year that were his holiday scents for his candles. This is Lodestone candles. And then he made them again this year. He did his variety pack again this year. And he also came out with these beautiful, I have them on order. I think they got delivered today to my house. These beautiful gold vessels. Mm -hmm. So he took a best-selling scent and put them in a fancier vessel for the season. And so he's not like thinking, oh, I have to come up with a whole new pine scent mm-hmm. or whatever you call it, fur. I don't know. Some special mm-hmm. scent. But it's um, that he's like, this worked. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because um, it's nostalgic. So just make sure you ask yourself questions. What worked? What didn't work? What do I want to do again? What don't I want to do again? How do I feel? Um, what don't I want to feel again? Uh, was it like is it a busy personal time? Is it not? What what bestseller sold? Who did I hire? Who, Who do I, I need to hire? Yeah. So seasonal help is one of those things where if you need to hire for the season, you need to hire for the season. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it might be that, um, you know, you've like Valerie of Brennan Candle Company, let's just say her, right? She was like, oh, I'll hire a production person. Now, was that how did it go with that production person? Did she need actually two production people? Did she need a shipping person? Was it more so that she only needed them for the month versus two months? Did she need you to know? hire them earlier to yeah, train them versus right, right. in real time? Uh-huh. So what we really want you to wrap this year with you in is audit this season. Mm-hmm. Sit down, ask yourself these questions, write them down in a journal, put them in notes on your phone, you know, drop them into your calendar, even drop them into a, a event for next, you know, October yeah. 1st yeah. with a note to yourself that's like, hey, read these notes about mm-hmm. how we're going to proceed into Q4. And then next year, wherever you are, whatever growth you've had, whatever you're selling, whatever whatever it looks like, you can go back and think, oh, yeah, if they don't buy my... Um, I don't know. They don't buy my Christmas candles on October 2nd. They didn't do it last year. It doesn't mean my business is failing this year. Yeah. Right? And then again, remember, every year is going to look different if, as we started this whole thing out, mm-hmm. if it has, it's just going to be another year. Yeah. And one final question, I'll end it with this, is because of this is, you know, the last day of the year practically, 
Um, what do you want to let go of for 2022? And what do you want to bring into 2023? Yes. You know, and that can be just like the wrap it up in a bow. Yes. And we want to kind of end this too with telling you that we're really proud of you. We are really proud of all the work you've done. We're proud of you, whether you've just started your business this year, or this is your eighth or ninth year in business. We're proud of you for showing up, you know, twice a week and listening to this podcast because it means you're committed to your business and you want to learn. Um, we're proud of you and we're honored to be in your ears and excited mm-hmm. for the next year with you um, and all that this new year is going to bring. We're not going to make any promises because we've had that bite us before, but it's going to be a year. it is gonna be a year that's right and you know I think for all of you you've gotten through it don't let all those efforts go to waste because even any effort you can pull like I know that sometimes people are like "Ooh, that was a failure or whatever those are the best gems then you can actually pull something whether or not it's a failure it's a a win you know anything you can pull so many lessons from that and for all of you because Jacqueline you know, mentioned that you are these learners that are showing up and committing to your business. We know that you want to pull those lessons out and then make it easier for yourself. So, um, and make it more fun. Yeah. So we're really so proud of you. Come on over to Instagram, share, you can send us a DM, share, share something you like, what, something you've audited, maybe a win, what you want to leave behind and what you want to take with you. Um, we want to take all of you with us into 2023. We cannot wait to grow your businesses. It's always better together. Yeah. So happy new it'll year. Be, it'll be a year together. A happy year, <laughs> happy new year. No, no, we're not going to say that till next um, next year. So it. Oh, yeah. But it's still happy new year before yeah. the new year. Um, if you see people on the 29th, are you going to say happy new year? No, no. This is Christmas? the only time I get to do this joke. That's why. Oh, never mind. I, okay. See you next year. (laughs) Bye, friends. Bye, everybody. This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey, friends. Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge if you head to shop one in five Dot com. The link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the Shop 1 in 5 pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. 
We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.